It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess what? Jonathan Ramtran reporting live for duty. March uh, 12th. March 12th, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. I got jungle fever. I got fucking spring fever, baby. Spring fever like a motherfucker. Who? 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 Double up. Who? Who? I got fucking... F- Oh no. No no. Oh gosh. I got spring fever, bitch. Oh no. See, the thing is I'm a recovering alcoholic and you know some people debate that. You never recover from alcoholism. Today I don't drink. Tomorrow most likely not. I don't have a compulsion to drink, but you can never say you're a recovered alcoholic. Because you have to keep in check. You have to maintain your sobriety because you could lose it. I know people in my uh, program that they talk about it. You know, there's people, they get sober for 25, 30 years and something happens in their life and they, have, they get a break in their judgment, a lapse in their judgment or whatever, and they go out and they drink. So, you know, I guess at the moment I'm... Uh, I'm, uh, I don't know what the term is. I have never heard it really put the way that it is for me because I'm so unique. But um, I guess I'm just an alcoholic and um, I'm experiencing spring fever at the moment. Like the weather's getting nicer. You can smell the earth, like the the soil and the, you know, moldy dog shit that people didn't pick up that's coming out of the snow come the springtime. Um, I'm seeing women getting a little bit more scantily clad, you know, just, you know, getting a little familiar when they're at like a Starbucks, you know, they got their winter coat on, but when they take it off, <sighs> ooh, cleavage. And, um... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to music and it's getting me in that fucking, you know, like spring fever. I'm licking my chops, you know, licking my lips, licking my chops, you know, and like, you know, I wouldn't say craving a drink, but like the idea goes through my mind, right? I'm like, oh yeah, remember when you used to drink? Remember how nice it was to crack a beer, light up a cigarette and just get obliterated, 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 oblique? How could you be so obtuse? 30 days in the hole, Andy Dufresne. Who's obtuse, you motherfucker? No, I was being oblivious. Getting obliterated as a drunk. And, um... Yeah, I'm experiencing some of that spring fever. And I don't have the compulsion to drink. I don't have the desire. But, like, the thought's going through my mind. And I'm, like, a year and four months sober. Yeah. 
as of yesterday, I was a year and four months sober. And, um, wait, was that true? Wait, December, January, February, March. Yeah, a year and four months sober yesterday. And um, I never had any compulsion to drink in that time. Now I'm starting to get the quivers, man. I'm starting to get that spring fever. I was talking to an old timer uh, at uh, one of my meetings uh, this past Thursday. He goes, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, there's a time I used to do a lot of drinking in this neighborhood. I used to do a lot of drinking in this neighborhood. And, uh, you know, uh, this time of year, I get spring fever, you know. I start licking my chops, start licking my gams, you know, and I, I got that, get that, get that hunkering, that, you know, that, uh, that, uh, that yearning for the drink. Oh my God damn it, old timer, you got me to a fucking tea. Like, that's what I'm feeling right now, man. I got this fucking compulsion, like this, like, uh, you know, like, licking my chops, staring at all the fucking women, listening to the classics rock and my fucking classic hip-hop and the new hip-hop. I'm just listening to music and it gets me amped, right? It makes me want to get drunk and smoke cigarettes and pretend I'm a rock star or some shit, right? Who's gonna take you home? You know, get all silly like that and shit. But, um, I don't know. I just got to thank God that um, I can never forget, right? I can never forget what it's like to be in that world of addiction. And that's what gets me through this because it's just a dream, right? It's an illusion. It's like, see, most people, I guess, you know, I hear people discuss it at meetings all the time. When they talk about, like for the non-alcoholic the idea of a drink is usually a romantic one. I'm going to have a drink and go out with my girlfriend or my boyfriend. And we're going to sit on a patio and talk about, um, you know, fine art and enjoy each other's company. And then we're going to have a nice dinner followed up by another glass of, um, or maybe a dinner time uh, cocktail finished up by a um, dessert liqueur. And then we're going to go for a walk arm in arm through the gardens of Eden. Then we're going to go home and make passionate love and wake up on Sunday morning and have a cup of coffee. Right? When I think about drinking, I think about disappearing. Do you bury me when I'm gone? Do you teach me while I'm here? Just as soon as I belong, then it's time I disappear. I want to disappear. That's what I think of when I drink. None of this cute flowery go for a fucking date and stroll down the promenade horse shit. I want to disappear into a fucking closet with a 12-pack of beer, a fucking fifth of scotch, a fucking two grams of marijuana, and a pack of smokes. Just get fucked for days, man. Fuck my life. Fuck it. So, um, I can never forget that feeling of just <clears throat> that isolation, you know? I don't think anything romantic when I consider drinking again. I go on binges, man. I just disappear from life when I drink. Nothing matters. So. But hey, I got spring fever, but I guess what? Jekyll, um, <laughs> buddy. Jonathan Ramtran. Still got to do my comedy due diligence. So let's put that aside. I went to Niagara Falls um, over this weekend, right? I had a free ticket because... Um, Last year, I did a gig in Sudbury. I think I told you guys about that. I got in a fight with a Mennonite. Some chick in the audience was giving me guff, and I had to, like, flog her, like, verbally flog her, 
right? I told her that, I told the audience that she sucked every dick in the crowd and I told her to die. Like I said all sorts of horrible things to her. And um, then she got up and left in the middle of my set. And um, everything was a train wreck to begin with. And um, then I, then I was, I was catching my bus back to um, Toronto, Ontario, because the gig was in Sudbury, Ontario. So I'm catching the Greyhound back to Toronto after the show. And I went into the woods, right? Because the bus was delayed. The bus was delayed by three hours. So I go into the woods and I scream into the wind, It's over! And um, got on the bus and I got back to Toronto. But I called up the Greyhound and I bitched at them. I'm like, you motherfuckers were three hours late. And uh, you guys owe me some money. You guys owe me a fucking gift card or gift certificate or something at least, right? So finally I bitched at them enough. And um, they gave me a free uh, travel voucher for like 40 bucks. So I went to Niagara Falls with this uh, travel voucher this past weekend. Long way of telling it. I'm a comic, right? I got to talk, right? Get off my back. Get off my back. And um, so I go to Niagara Falls and, um, you know, it was just a really nice trip. It was really nice for me to get out, just get out of the city, enjoy uh, nature. That was the plan, right? I'm going to go see a little bit of nature. One of the... One of the eighth, one of the nine wonders of the world, right? I don't got much experience with the eight or nine wonders of the world, aside from being one. But I don't got much experience with them, right? So, you know, it was pretty fun to go and see the falls again. But here's a strange thing. Standing by the falls, right? Standing there. This chick comes up to me, right? And she goes, uh, do, you, do you know how to get over there? She points across the waterfalls, the Niagara Falls. She points across the falls. Do you know how to get it to there? So I look. Then I look at the bridge. There's like this bridge that connects the U.S. and the Canada. The Canada. <laughs> U.S. and Canada. This bridge, it connects. So I'm looking. I'm looking at the falls, and I'm looking at the bridge, and I'm looking at the woman. And I think, um, yeah, I, I would take the bridge. And she goes, ah. And she like totters off. Kind of funny, right? Like sometimes people's like questions are beyond me. It's just like, how do you get across the falls? You're going to fucking swim? You want me to toss you in? Good luck. Throw her in. Um, <laughs> but uh, the truth was though, she was actually this, this French woman, right? And had I been a real man... That would have been the perfect time to put the moves on her, right? But I'm not, I'm no type of man, right? I get all shy and shit. I, I just lack the gumption to, like, you know, bust a move on her. So I'm just like, uh, you know, she goes, eh, eh, Excuse me, monsieur. Eh, eh, how do you get across to the forest? Eh, how do you get over there? She, like, points across the bridge, right? I should have been like, you know, I don't know. I think we got to get a marriage license and go over in a water barrel or a wheelbarrow. Is that how it works? I could have, like, tried to charm it up a bit. But in my defense, she was with three of her friends, right? So I was kind of hogtied. I couldn't really say anything. I'm just kind of like, ah, take the bridge, dummy. But um, anyway, there's that. And um, But, you know, like the waterfalls, they're so... The, the waterfalls? The Niagara Falls. The Niagara Waterfalls. I guess they're waterfalls, right? Are falls and waterfalls different? No, they're not. I'm most certain of it. They're not different. They're the same. But um, I'm looking at the waterfalls, right? And uh, the Niagara Falls. And 
You know, it really connected me to um, my higher power, man. I believe in God. God's great. God's been so blessed in my life. And um, I get shy about it sometimes, you know. I don't want to speak up. Like, uh, who's that fucking villainous um, apostle? That fucking dude, that dildo. Was it Paul? Peter. It was Peter. I think it was Peter, that pussy. So, you know, Peter, um, he's looking for Jesus after they abduct him, right? And, uh, you know, he's, oh, where the fuck, where'd Jesus go? And he's looking for him and stuff, right? And then I guess some Romans were like, ah, we got to go get those disciples. We got to get all those followers of that Jew bastard. We're going to kill him. And, um, you know, Peter overhears this, right? He's like, ah, ah, ah. And he's like, he puts like a, I don't know, like a potato sack over his head and like hides in like a little like uh, alleyway or something. And like the guards, they like march by and they, they narrowly miss Peter. And then um, Peter says something like, uh, no, he gets like this sharp pang of um, guilt or like he gets like a vision of Christ that says like, blessed are those that do, that believe, that don't see. Or something like, blessed are those who, I don't know, Jesus was just pissed, right? He's like, you fucking asshole. Like I do all this shit for you, making you bread turning water into wine, getting you drunk, hanging out with you, teaching you how to do shit, you know, teaching you how to do carpentry and, you know, just being, you know, I'm like, I'm your fucking best friend and you, you, you throw me to the fucking wolves like this? That's how you fucking treat a best friend? You just just let him out to, to get killed by a bunch of Roman fucking, fucking um, sadists? Anyway, um, Jesus was pretty pissed at Peter for that. And uh, sometimes I feel that way myself. Like, I just don't want to talk about it, you know, because a lot of times at my meetings, too, people always want to bring up, like, um, higher power. And you don't need a higher power to get into the program that I'm in. And uh, you just have to have a sense of a higher power, something higher than yourself that you can put your faith in. It doesn't have to be a quote-unquote God-like figure. It could be anything, right? For me, example, one of the things I love about God is squirrels. Part of my love for God is squirrels. I love the fact that he made those little things. I love them. They're so cute. I love it when they stand up on their little haunches and they, they put their little fucking, you know, they, they flop their little their hands forward. They're standing there on their little haunches and then they, they, they put their little um, hands forward and then, you know, they're just kind of waiting like, you going to feed me? And you toss them a peanut and they, they pick it up and the peanut's like almost the size of them. They try to stick it in their mouth and run off. I love squirrels. I, I pay attention to them. I'm always watching them. Look at a squirrel's hand next time you see a squirrel. Like, those are the hands of the working. Those things are so nimble and true. You know, you know a squirrel could do some work. You see their hands. Like, they're just nothing but, like, nerves and bone. But, um, you know, anyways, this whole God and squirrel thing got me looking at the waterfalls, the Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, picking it up. Niagara Falls, picking it up. There's like a Parliament song, right? A George Clinton song, Parliament. Something about Niagara Falls, band, you're picking it up. Niagara Falls, band, you're picking it up. Niagara Falls, band, you're picking it up. It's a good tune. See, like I said, I got spring fever. God damn it. And uh, anyways, I'm staring at the falls and the wisdom of the time, right? The wisdom of time, just staring at these falls, right? Like gap-mouthed. My jaw was hanging down, right? I'm just like staring at these falls and like they had like this real like turquoise blue kind of color to the water as it cascaded over the fall and it had me thinking man it really had me thinking red it had me stirred up
you know, because I'm just like looking at it and I'm just, you know, just thinking about God and stuff, you know, and really just, you know, spiritually content, felt real happy, felt really close, felt a reverence, a majesty, a, um, I don't want to think about any other words at the moment. I just felt good, you know, just to stare at that fall and think about, uh, like something made that, something made that, and, um, I guess it made me do, and, uh, you know, I appreciated the nature in it, and, uh, it's a good thing I fought with that Mennonite, got that free bus ticket. So anyway, <clears throat> as, uh, after I stopped looking at the falls, I'm, uh, you know, I'm crossing the street, right, uh, you know, it's like Clifton Hill, I think that's the name of the street, if you've ever been to Niagara Falls, like, there's this street, it's like this winding Willy Wonka fucking Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Fucking the cat in the hat ass fucking street, winding and weaving up this fucking hill. It's as if somebody built a hill, or sorry, it's as if, it's as if somebody built a city on the fucking bank of a fucking cliff or something, you know? This fucking Niagara Falls region. So I'm staring up this fucking Willy Wonka, Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, fucking cat in the hat ass fucking street, you know? Fake ass fucking cobblestone street. You know, I'm staring up this fucking street, and um, as I'm about to cross the street, there's this old couple, right? And they're just adorable. I love old people. I love old people, and I like young people. I like people, you know, to be honest with you. Part of being a comic is it's uh, just a fun place to complain, right? That's where, like, a lot of humor comes from. Angst, pain, aggression, dejection, failure, resentment, guilt, that's like a lot of good feeding ground for a comic, right? Because it's relatable and it's funny and it's the human condition, right? We all feel like Rodney Dangerfield, right? He had the perfect tagline, the perfect theme, you know? Hey, you know, you know, that's what I'm talking about. I got no respect, you know? You know, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know uh, my wife, there's another one, you know? She tells me to come over one night, right? No one's home. I went over, no one's home, you know? I can't take it anymore. My doctor, that's another one, <laughs> you know? Go to my proctologist, he told me to bend over and say cheese. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my dog, that's another one. He watches me when he wants to learn how to beg. <laughs> you know? Get no respect. That's like the best fucking like tagline or um, saying as a comic, like I get no respect. Or, um, you know, like, that's just the human condition. Everyone feels that way, right? I stole that from my documentary I watched about him, though I did read his biography, Rodney Dangerfield. Anyway, I'm looking at these old people crossing the street, right, in Niagara Falls. I'm feeling real connected to them because I like old people. And um, as I'm looking at them crossing this Willy Wonka street, this fucking Dr. Seuss, Cat in the Hat, Mother Goose, fucking fairy tale, Willy Wonka, fucking hack-ass, fake-ass fucking street, this fucking winding, weaving, cobblestone street in Niagara Falls. I'm looking at this old couple. They're crossing the street towards me. And coming out of the Hard Rock Cafe adjacent to them was this escort, this beautiful escort. Oh, my God. She had this fucking beautiful, fucking bleached blonde mop on her head. She had this 
gorgeous, gorgeous um, fucking leather tanned, fake tan thing going on. She had this black bomber jacket, black boots, and she was wearing these Daisy Dukes, right? Like I could see literally right up her asshole because I was downwind from her, right? I was downwind from her. And I was like, oh my God, I've died and gone to heaven, right? I'm staring up this fucking escort's asshole. And as I'm crossing the street, this old couple passes me, right? And the old man, he turns to me and he goes, I won't get caught if you don't get caught, son. (laughs) I was like, holy fuck, did you just say that in front of your wife? I burst out laughing, right? And like, I felt kind of good to give him that laughter, right? Because, you know, he seemed pretty proud of himself for like, you know, making me laugh. And his wife, you know, she was good humored too, right? And she had a kind of a smirk on her face, right? I was thinking to myself, how the fuck did you just say that in front of your wife? I won't get caught if you won't get caught? As I'm staring at this escort, right? That's when it occurs to me. He was talking about jaywalking. We were both jaywalking at the same time, right? I'm just like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, it was kind of a cute little joke, you know? Like, I won't get caught if you don't get caught. (laughs) Jaywalking, (laughs) ho-ho. You know, but like, you know, one of the great things about living in Canada is like you can definitely say fuck the police as a black man and like with no repercussion. I have no respect for police officers whatsoever, like uh, face to face. I respect what they do. Like I respect that they're like an entity that's out there that fights for um, justice, peace and safety for the public. But like face to face, I fucking hate cops because you know what time it is. You know what's up. I'm a black man and I don't want to fucking look at you. You know it. I know it. There's a bad relationship there. Oh, here we go again. They can hear me talking. Get that nigger off the podcast immediately. They storm in with their little fucking um, billy clubs and shit. Fucking blue wall. Anyway, I'm a... I really have no fucking respect for police officers face-to-face. I respect what they do for their job, but, like, if I ever run into a police officer, I have, like, no respect. I have contempt, you know? The other day, a police officer was talking to me. I'm like, excuse me, sir, can I ask you a question? I just look at him. I'm like, what? Well, you know, you don't have to have that attitude. I'm like, I can have whatever attitude I want to have. Now, what do you want? I live in contempt. I live in contempt of the police force. But anyway, that's uh, a strange way to go. Because like, I'm just trying to tell a lighthearted escort joke. <laughs> now I'm ranting and raving about the black and uh, police relationship. But um, whatever. That old man was kind of cute. Had a couple giggles and chuckles with his wife. And uh, you know, she was adorable too. She looked like a really nice um, grandmother type, you know. Hello, Harold. <laughs> you and your escorts. <laughs> I remember when you fucked me silly on my wedding night here in Niagara Falls 75 years ago, Harold. <laughs> and I'm just like, eh, whatever. So then I, I, I went and I had a coffee, and it was good, you know. Had my fucking coffee. And, um, you know, just kind of a spiritual experience in general, you know. Um... Just seeing those waterfalls, you know, and uh, yeah, I was just real grateful that I was able to kind of touch in and tune in with my um, my higher power because, you know, there's some major wisdom in nature. You know, like when you look at nature, it just functions. 
you know, like like I said about the squirrels, they just function. Like like you ever see a squirrel scampering across a telephone pole in the middle of the winter? Like that's a motherfucker that gets up and does its job, and it has a purpose and it has a design and it doesn't question. It just does, you know. Unlike Peter, that fucking apostle, you know, or whatever you call him, uh, a disciple. You know, they just kind of live. And they're grateful for it, these squirrels, you know, and the wisdom of time, just staring at that waterfall. When did that get there and how long has it been there? And everything around it was inconsequential, you know. I came for the falls, right? I came for the falls and I'm staring at the falls and, you know, around surrounding the falls was all this fucking... Like I said, this Willy Wonka, Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, fake-ass, cat-in-the-hat-ass fucking town, you know, these winding cobblestone roads and these fucking, um, you know, these hotels and these, you know, the there was this place called the fucking Bird Kingdom. It's like, come to the Bird Kingdom. They had all these birds cooped up in this fucking Bird Kingdom across from a fucking falls where there's all these, like, um, seagulls flying around, right? These fucking seagulls flying around everywhere, yet next door to this is a bird kingdom. It's like, leave the birds to themselves, man. Just let them fly, for God's sakes. And something ironic, I don't don't even know if the word ironic is the word I want, but um, there was a sign that said, no drone zone. No drone zone. It's like, well, if this is a no-drone zone, what do you call these fucking things, these buzzards flopping and flocking around? Like, there's hundreds of seagulls just flying around and squawking. I hate when they do that shit, because, like, they got that faded yellow beak, that ugly faded yellow beak with, like, the the corners of their mouth is, like, red, kind of like that, like, just that real stale McDonald's ketchup look. You know, it's like you got that McDonald's ketchup faded yellow beak, and they're squawking. And they're flying around and shit. And I get like this juxtaposition of feeling where it's like, you know, on one hand, I'm feeling very tranquil and at peace with the wisdom of the falls. But on the other hand, I want to get a BB gun and start just shooting these little fuckers out of the sky. Hey, whatever, man. They got to eat too, I guess, you know. So, um, and I uh, wound down the uh, trip to Niagara Falls by um, just walking around, walked around the town a little bit. Then I went to a cafe, the Queen Bean, Queen Bean Cafe at, uh, I guess it was on Queen Street, was it? Yeah, I think it was on Queen Street. Yeah, it was. Queen Street. That's why it was called the Queen Bean. Duh. But, like, these village people are fucking hilarious because, like, Niagara Falls isn't that far from Toronto. Like, I took the Greyhound bus. It took, like, an hour and a half to get there. So, you know, you got this big city life in Toronto. Then you go to Niagara Falls, and, man, and, like, you see some yokel-type shit, man. Like, just above that, just across the street from that uh, cafe that I went to, the Queen Bean, um, this fucking guy, like, this, this fucking resident of the town... He opens the window, you know, he's like right above like a storefront. He opens his window, pokes his head out, looks around, 
hawks a loogie. He's like, <laughs> fucking spits on the sidewalk. And I'm just like, wow, this is like, um, it kind of reminded me like of in, like in um, what do you call that movie? Um, Beauty and the Beast, when Belle, she wakes up in the morning, she goes, this is my little town, or whatever, right? And she's like, dancing through the streets. It's Belle, it's Belle, good morning, Belle, in her little quiet town, right? And <laughs> that's kind of like the feeling I got. I'm almost like, okay, this fucking idiot spitting out the window, goddamn hillbilly. Then I go into the Queen Bean, have myself a nice cup of coffee, and uh, they had some great uh, muffins there, and a nice muffin, it's delicious. <sighs> Sorry, I got a sip of my coffee there. I had a nice uh, muffin, it was like this, uh, what do you call that shit? It was like apple, banana, no, no, just no, no, apple and oatmeal apple. Oh, God, it was crunchy and textured and layered and soft in the middle, but crunchy on the outside. It was delicious. And I was very grateful to be there. I dropped off a couple business cards for the podcast. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I dropped off a couple uh, advertisements for the podcast. Had a coffee. And they gave me a lot of great hospitality there, too, right? This, um, what do you call it? I didn't even know he was a, like, I guess he was a waiter. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I just thought he was a customer at first. He was like this weird looking kind of dude. He had like, um, he was wearing a pair of those red Doc Martens. You know, like those Doc Martens, those military boots. He was wearing a red pair of them and he had like a little like um, Andy cap, cap on, like one of those little chapeaus, like whatever you call those things, those golf hats, those fucking... Um, uh, what do you call them? Like, uh, you know how, um, what's his nuts? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson wears those like Kangol hats, that shape of a hat. He was wearing one of those and it was like um, plaid. And like, he had those red Doc Martens on. He's outside having a cigarette. He's got earrings. He's acting all weird and shit, right? But then he comes in, right? He goes, oh, can I take your plate? He, and he clears my table for me, right? I was sitting there eating my muffin and he cleared away the remnants of it, right? I said, oh, thanks, man. Very hospitable. Very, I recommend it if you ever get into Niagara Falls and you just want a cup of coffee and a muffin. It's right next to the bus stop, too, if you guys take the bus. It's called um, the Queen Bean. So I had a nice time there. Got on my bus, put on my tunes. Never be your beast of burden. Music on the radio, come on baby, make love to me. Am I rough enough? Am I sick enough? I'm not too blind to see. Oh, pretty, 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 pretty girls. Oh, you're such a pretty, pretty, such a pretty girl. Come on, baby. Please, please, please. I'm sorry. You can pull me out on the street. You can pull me out with no shoes on my feet. But put me out, put me out, put me out of misery. All your sickness, I can suck it up. Come on, baby. 
Let me suck it up. There's one thing, baby, I don't understand. You keep on telling me I ain't your kind of man. Ain't I rough enough? Ooh. Ain't I tough enough? Never, never, never. You know, I got fucking spring fever like a bitch, man. I'm sitting on the bus listening to my tunes, pretending like I don't want to drink. <laughs> pretending, no, I don't want to drink. But, um, yeah, it's just the reality of what I live in, man. Maintaining my sobriety. Singing tunes to myself. Trying to pretend like I give a fuck about a muffin. Do you think I actually liked that muffin? I didn't give a fuck about that muffin. He served me this goddamn slop. This coffee tastes like it's been sitting here for a decade, you know? Got the ugly-ass waitress. Got these fucking yokels clearing my table. These fucking hillbilly morons are sitting there doing, like, coloring crossword puzzles and shit. Like, when the fuck is this bus gonna leave? Fucking yokels spinning out of windows. I go to the thrift store. I'm looking around. Smells like piss. Stupid bitches looking at me as if I stole something. You think I give a fuck about anything? You think I have any gratitude? I got spring fever, baby. I got the fever for the flavor. <clears throat> No, just try to dig myself out of that little comic hole. To be honest with you, actually, I had a great trip. Very grateful for my sobriety. And, uh, you know, Niagara fall back, picking it up. Niagara fall back, picking it up. It's your old chuckle conundrum. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran reporting. Like oh, actually, wait. Wait a whip. Wait a minute. I got to uh, do a redaction. On the last podcast, I mentioned that uh, global warming was the effect of um, greenhouse gases depleting the ozone layer. Uh Uh-uh. That's not true. Apparently, um, you know, there's different um, gases and chemicals that do deplete the ozone layer. But what the greenhouse effect is is basically greenhouse gases like CO2 and methane getting caught in the atmosphere and they um, cycle about which create a warming sensation which is known as global warming, basically put. So that's my little redaction. Um, I'm sorry. And um, let me go forward as a more responsible green warrior for planet Earth. And let me go forward and, um, you know, enjoy the spring. It's your chuckle buddy, guess what? Jonathan Ramtram reporting live for duty on this March 12th, 2018. God bless the wisdom of time. Thank you, Niagara Falls. Thank you, Queen Bean in Niagara Falls. Thank you, God. Thank you, squirrels. Thank you, sobriety. All right. I'm going to go be a good boy. I don't want to be your beast of burden. All right? Hit me up at jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Questions, queries, and qualms. Queries and qualms. Hit me up. John Ramtram. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to beg for it. I'm begging for it. I'm chomping at the bit for it. And, um, yep, I'll see you next time.